Welcome to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there is time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. Today's episode is brought to you by ModMed. Do your EHR and PM adapt to your style of practice? The ModMed EHR and PM do, with benefits like remembering preferences and automatically suggesting documentation and billing codes. Urologists voted ModMed the number one urology-specific EHR and PM solution available, built by urologists with input from yours truly. Stop wasting 60 minutes and 200 for each of your open or no-show slot. Go to modmed.com slash prsnetwork. Set up an appointment with the team at ModMed Urology and shift your urology practice into high gear. Imagine a solution on a tablet or the web that works seamlessly with revenue cycle management, analytics, telehealth, payment processing, patient engagement tools, and much more. ModMed is transforming healthcare by placing doctors and patients at the center of care. Welcome to episode 183 of the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-host, Dr. Ray Painter. And on today's podcast, we want to talk about documentation, clinical versus reimbursement. And Ray, as you alluded to last week, you had mentioned something about this. What are you talking about? Can you tell us what you're thinking and why we want to have a discussion on this in this episode? Oh, thanks, Scott. Yes. What we're talking about here is the fact that we as urologists and APPs, all of us are taught how to document to prove that we did what we did and to give that information to anyone else as to what happened to that patient. And then later on, we were also taught the correct words to use to prevent being sued, to allow everybody to know that we did what we did for why we did it, and to add the verbiage that would keep us out of lawsuits. But what we haven't paid close attention to is the documentation we need to communicate to our billers and to our computers and eventually to AI on what we did in order to get paid for all the services that we have provided to the level that we should be paid. In our audits and in statistics, we have shown that uh, the average urologist leaves about 20% on the table. And in order to collect the rest of that 20%, Words matter, and it's the words you need to use in order to communicate to everyone that, yes, I deserve that level four instead of a level three, or yes, I did provide a service that justifies putting the 25 modifier and paying me for that ENM on the same day of a procedure. How, when you say average... The average urologist leaves 20%. You mean the average in urology is about 20% left on the table, right? That is correct. Because we all know urologists out there are doing a really good job documenting clinically. 
and really doing a fantastic job with all that. But it's the training that was never done on documentation for reimbursement that we're talking about. Correct. And, and Scott, this has been going on for a long time. When I first started practice, there were no documentation guidelines. There were no modifiers. And payers did not play games with paying me for the service I provided. But fortunately, when the major rule change came in 1992, that's the time they started down the road of having modifiers like modifier 25 and 59 and also set the stage for the documentation guidelines that came a few years later. I had already been involved in the socioeconomic of medicine and I understood the importance. I started documenting clearly on my charts why I was eligible to use a modifier 25, why that particular ENM service qualified for payment, even though I'd done a CISTO on the same day. And it took me a while to get my partners on board. And as the years have gone by, they have tightened up the rules and and particular with where we are now with the documentation guidelines, they've made it very simple for us to document exactly what we've done to the point we can show that we deserve that extra level four instead of the level three, or that we should be paid for that secondary procedure instead of them deciding it was a part of the primary procedure. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about documentation for reimbursement, how you communicate to your EMR to get it to pick the correct code, how you communicate to your coding and billing staff to show that you do deserve to be paid for that secondary procedure and they should use the modifier. And eventually, as we get more into artificial intelligence coding, how you communicate with that computer. Because we do know how they're going to be programmed, and we want to teach you exactly how to document that communication. Yeah, because if you really look at it, let's take a look at where everything's headed. With the ability for a computer to review your documentation, what they're looking at is the documentation for reimbursement. And as that computer analyzes that, it can quickly learn how to discern between what words are used for that documentation for reimbursement. And it can determine what the different levels of the EM service or the, what modifier should be used. And that's going to be easier and easier. Whereas before, it always took a human being in an audit to determine that. But as they get more sophisticated, more and more claims are going to go through this process and be reviewed. And the quicker you can get your documentation for reimbursement language incorporated into your clinical, which is very subtle. It's a nuance in a lot of cases. We're not talking a different way of documenting. It's just adding a few more words. Is that right? That is correct. 
I can't tell you how many times I've heard docs say I prescribed a drug. So that puts me at a level four. That does put you at half of what you need for a level four, because that gets you at a level four for risk. But you got to have one other, either data or problem. And there is a firewall between level three and level four. And just a few words will change the difference between a chronic stable and a chronic with exacerbation. It's not as simple as it being totally stable disease or it be getting a lot worse. There's a lot of nuances between the two. And, and Scott, I might add, we've been looking at this for 30 years and studying this, and we've put courses out on the understanding the concepts of all of the coding system. But then we realize you don't need to know the concepts and the rules and regs for the whole coding system. The key areas that, that we need to understand this day and time to collect all the monies for what you deserve is the difference between that level three and level four and exactly where what the verbiage is that gets you from that level three to the level four if you provided that service. And the other is the modifiers. You don't need to know which modifier is which, but you need to be able to document your services so that your coders and billers know when they can add a modifier. Because a lot of services are bundled and they're bundled because sometimes in some scenarios, they don't deserve to be paid. But in other scenarios, they do. Your documentation many times does not clarify that, but your documentation should show why that service should be paid if it should be paid. How do you go about learning documentation for reimbursement? Well, we have a way you can learn documentation for reimbursement, we've created a new documentation for reimbursement challenge. It's geared for urologists and APPs. That's who's in the room and that's who's performing the services and that those providers or whoever performs the service is the best one to document and include the documentation for reimbursement in the clinical record or in the record. And so what we've done is we, we took a look at all the different courses and our seminars and what's worked and over the last 30 years, and we figured out, as Ray mentioned, how to identify what would have the most impact for urology. And then we boiled that instruction down to under two hours. So there's under two hours of videos. Our first challenge is actually starting on February 26, 2024. So that's coming up soon. If you want to uh, join the challenge, we do encourage all urologists at whatever level to join the challenge because there's 
those little nuances that you need to know in order to have your documentation for reimbursement maximize your income. The payers are holding your money and you can release it with some words in your documentation. So we want to really help you understand what those words should be. And it's not going to take a long time to, to learn this. It does take practice. As Ray mentioned, when he started doing his documentation to include the reimbursement language, it was a little bit rough at first, but then it became old hat. And that's our goal. Yep, we're here to help. And the message you should be hearing is, number one, learn the words you need to know to include in your documentation for reimbursement. And how you go about learning that, we would love to have you join us on our documentation for reimbursement challenge. We, we believe that through our 30 years, we've put together something that's very uh, concise and a shortcut to learning. Uh, there are many different ways you can learn out there. We're, we're here to help you, and hopefully we've made it very cost-effective and time-effective. We'd love to have you join us for that. What's our guarantee? Scott, the guarantee is that we feel very comfortable that you're going to benefit. And if you do not triple or quadruple your investment in this program over the next year, and if you don't save yourself time in your documentation and communicating with your payers, we will gladly refund your money. We highly encourage you to check it out. You can go to our podcast page, which is this for this episode is prsnetwork.com forward slash 183 for episode 183. We really would love to have you join this. Our goal as a company is to help physicians maximize income and efficiencies so there's time and energy for patient care and a happy life. Once again, we want to thank ModMed for supporting this episode. If you go to modmed.com forward slash PRS network, they do have specials for our listeners. That's all we have for today. Take us out, Ray. Happy Cody. Thank you for listening to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and their staff maximize income and efficiencies so there's time and energy for patient care and a happy life. Special thanks to Carl Painter for the music today. You can find his music on Spotify under his record label, The Juicery. 